Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, friends beyond binary, I'm a patron peeps. Uh, hello, patron peeps. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be thoughts you're thinking about, things on your mind. Maybe thoughts about tomorrow or yesterday or a while ago. Or just thoughts that just keep coming up. Uh and keep changing as that happens to me. It could be feelings like emotions related to those thoughts or that are just there from the day. It could be physical sensations or changes in time or temperature or routine. You know, life's, you know, stuff like that. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And keep you company while you fall asleep. And what I propose to to attempt to do is I got a safe place here set aside for you. I'm going to rub it. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to rub it. And I'm going to rub it down. And I'm going to say safe place because I got mixed up. I don't know my BBDs from my BVDs. uh, But uh, then I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So what that means, I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to, my logic is going to be, there may not be very much logic, flawed logic at best. Then I'm going to remember a story about the, t- you know, about the, oh boy, the the children's play that never was, the, the uh, my role as a role. It was a good one where I played a, you know, played a role as a role. These are my f- a few of my favorite roles. Maybe, I guess that's what tonight's episode's going to be about. So that's interesting. Um so, oh boy, oh, so I get mixed up, I'll go off topic. So if you're new, a few things to know. Uh, other than I have creaky dulcet tones and I don't make a lot of sense. First thing is, most people, it takes two or three tries to get used to the the show, or because it's just so different. So, and, and if you've arrived at this podcast skeptical or doubtful, or a little bit grouchy, or just like, I don't know, what, the, what is it? Like, that's totally normal. I, I just want to, like, uh, validate those feelings, because I would be skeptical if someone told me some dude's going to tell a story and put you to sleep, but it's not really a story. And the story never really gets started, and it kind of peters out. And first he talks for, like, 15 or 20 minutes about the, how he makes, like, a, he introduces the podcast in a very inefficient way. And I love the show so much, uh, like, so you should check it out. So if you've heard, like, someone, that's usually word of mouth for the podcast. You just have to listen to it, but you don't really listen to it. So if, you, if you're feeling different or unsure, 
or skeptical. That's totally normal. I would say that most people uh, that listen to the show on a regular basis, like say, give it two or three tries because that's how long it takes to just kind of give up on it ever making any sense. Or to kind of like kind of give in, like go with the flow or whatever, stop swimming. I don't know, like, uh, but that's the, that's the next thing I want you to know. It's like this is not a podcast you really listen to for content. It's more you listen to it, kind of like one step above background noise. So you kind of just kind of barely listen. I mean, a lot of one analogy that I've used in real life, and I don't know if I, when I talked about this in an intro at all, but there's different times when I had delivery jobs or like I was doing chores. One of my favorite memories is like raking leaves with my father, and my father would play college football on the radio. And I guess that was like where I had a positive association with it, even though raking chores with my father was not a pleasant experience, maybe jumping the leaves after. But, you know, chores just aren't, you know, they have to get done. But then throughout my life, I would put on sports uh, like baseball, particularly for when I had delivery driving jobs or install jobs uh, throughout my life. And baseball could be on during the week, during the day. It made for just a comforting background noise. Like a lot of times people say, well, what's the score of the game? And I'd just stare at them like, what game are they talking? What? Well, who's winning? The A's winning? And that's literally 99% of the time. I say, hmm. Um, I don't I was just listening to Bill King talk about ATM machines, actually. And, uh, that, so that, like, that's like, a, so that's kind of like the podcast. You see, that's literally what most couples talk about at breakfast. If they talk about this podcast, I'll say, what was Scooter talking about last night? I, I think he said he was the king of ATM machines or maybe he had something with rolls and ATM machines. I don't know. It was like, it was great. It slept so good. So this is just kind of a podcast you passively listen to. So that's one thing. The other thing is uh, it doesn't really put you to sleep either. I'm here to keep you company. I'm applying for the role of boar friend or boar bae or boar bestie, boar associate. You know, it could be, it could be something less than friend, you know, you know, boar on demand, uh, boar, boar bud. Bor, did I say Borsib, Borkaz, you know, any of those roles, because uh, I'm here to just keep you company while you drift off. That's why the episodes are about an hour, or actually now they're, most of them are well over an hour, is to give you plenty of time to fall asleep so you don't say, oh, well, i got to fall asleep in the next 30 minutes, but also so that if you can't sleep or you're in your car and you're having some stress, like you just found something out, or you're you're having a rough day during the day, or you got some kind of rote task like raking you got to do, I'll be here to keep you company. And the best part is, you know, you can just barely listen to me. So I don't know, that doesn't make a lot of sense either. But if you can't sleep, I want you to know I'm here for you. And I'm also here for you if you can sleep and you don't listen to me. So it, it it's like a those two things reinforce each other somehow around the podcast. 
But I also want you to know there's no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here keeping you company. I've been barely entertaining people since 2013. Put that on a shirt. Sleep with me. Barely entertaining since 2013. So there's that. Uh, what else do you need to know? Oh, structure the show. I can. Oh boy, does that throw people off? And and I understand it because you know I listen to a lot of podcasts. Sleep with me is not structured like any of them uh, because it has a purpose uh, and it's a little bit different. So sh- our show starts off like a normal podcast would, like with a greeting or like uh, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, role players everywhere. So you can feel seen and welcome in. Uh, then we have some listener support. Then we have podcast support sponsors. And that's how we're able to bring you the show for free. And that's probably the first, I don't know, six, seven minutes of the show. Then from whatever, minute seven to minute 20, 22, 18, there's an intro. So the intro's around somewhere around 12 to 22 minutes. And the intro is me explaining what the podcast is, like we've been doing for a little while here, trying to earn, establish some rapport, earn your trust so I can lose your attention, and just give you a general idea of what to expect and make you comfortable for the new listener. But all my regular listeners out there, what up, uh, all my uh, pets, like what up fishes, uh, what up uh, dribble-based beings, Hamsters, can I get one of those cute sounds you make uh, when you listen <laughs> when you listen to Sleep With Me? Yeah, oh boy, I love those hamsters. Don't worry, dogs and cats, I love you as, you know, equally as all the pets that are listening right now, or if only dogs and cats are listening, so much more. Pet your, pet your pets. Uh, but so... The regular listeners know the the intro also serves a secondary purpose because for most listeners, there is a set of listeners that fall asleep right away. But for most listeners, the intro, the first 15 to 25 minutes of the show, is part of your wind down. Whether you're in bed or you're getting ready for bed or you're doing some other relaxing activity while you're listening the intro is here to ease you into bedtime, to get you comfortable. Uh, yeah, even if you're in bed, you're saying people have their heads over their, their pillows over their heads or their heads on their pillows, and they're just kind of barely listening to me. So that you get some distance from the day, and you kind of you kind of sink in, get cozy, get comfortable, and then you drift off. Uh, I'm not able to make a podcast that puts you to sleep very fast or efficiently. It's just not what I do is, uh, and it's not whatever, it's what never worked for me. When someone said, oh, you just do this and you fall right asleep, then I'd be up for hours. So sleep with me is like uh, bringing you in for a landing. So that's what the intro, the secondary purpose, the intro serves. You could always start the show at 20 minutes or 22 minutes if you want to skip the intro. Or you could support the show on Patreon and listen to story-only episodes. Those come out twice a week for $5 and up patrons. Uh, so those are two options. But yeah, like 2 or 3% of people skip ahead to 20, 22 minutes. I think it went from 2 to 3% in the last few months that I've been mentioning it. So that's like another 1% of people that are satisfied, maybe. So... So that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the show. That's how podcast business works. That's called the mid-roll. 
And those are sponsors that, that help me bring in the show twice a week. You can always, when your hand hits the fridge tomorrow, say, oh, I'm going to check out the sponsors uh, because I was in bed on, Scoot, on the website, sleepwithmepodcast.com. But so there's the, there's business there. Then there's our story. Apparently, I thought I was recording something else, but we're going to record, uh, what is that, roles in my life or something? These are a few of my favorite roles. So that should be interesting. So I don't know. We'll be talking about that in some way tonight, later. Then there's thank yous at the end of the episode. So that's the structure of the show. It serves a purpose. And I realize that a lot of people, like, use sleep with me in a lot of different ways. Um, and so some people listen all night. And, 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 and some, for some people, that works for them. For some people, they feel like... Just because the show's not designed to be listened to all night, it, it can be disruptive. We do design some things on Patreon to be listened to all night, just because it wouldn't be sustainable on the, on the free feed. But uh, So that's an option if you listen all night. Or a lot of people set sleep timers. Actually, it's very cute in our statistics. I can see when, like, the percentage of people whose sleep timers, like, I can't see. This is just generalized information. So I can't see when your sleep timer went off, but I can see a percentage of people at 30 minutes, at 45 minutes, and at 60 minutes kind of drop off. Uh, so that's cool. Like, uh, So it's a sleep timer. You can listen on your smart speakers uh, via like Pocket Cast or Google Podcast or TuneIn, and then you can just tell your smart speaker to set a sleep timer. So I don't know what that tangent, but that's like a structure of the show. And then a reason I make the podcast is because I've been there, tossing and turning. Yep, mind racing. Yep, trouble getting to sleep. Yep, trouble staying asleep. Oh, boy, last night I had that trouble. And I was able to, I've been talking about this hashtag laying that I, like, uh, I, did, I, had, I was really, like, I woke up, uh, anytime you wake up after three, but before six, uh, that's like, that's like a different kind of sleeplessness. The sleepiness between 12 and, like, if you wake up between 12 and 4, that has one feel because uh, it's a deep, dark night. But this early, like, late, late dark night, or I don't know what to call it. Uh, I'll have to think up a term. But, like, that kind of thing, that's the worst for me because they say, well, what am I going to do now? It's it's in, it's between 4 and 6, uh but I've been trying this hashtag laying and actually it's helped me like have some more hope or, or faith in things. Because uh, really what I do is I say, well, I'm just going to, you've heard me talk about it. It kind of reminds me of, uh, there was this show called Seinfeld that was really popular in the 80s and, or in the 90s. And uh, there was a character, David Putty. And there was one time he was flying with his girlfriend Elaine somewhere and he just sat in his seat and stared at the back of the seat in front of him. And she said, what, do you need a magazine? No, I'm just going to sit here. You don't need something to do? He goes, no, I'm just going to sit here. I'm good. That's kind of what hashtag laying is. You just lay there. And it does take some practice. And luckily with meditation or mindfulness. But usually I'm not even meditating. I'm just saying, well, I'm just going to lay here. See if I can be comfortable. Think of something nice and try to relax uh, and not try to fall asleep. I'm just going to lay here 
and uh, see if I fall asleep, but be, be comfortable and stay relaxed. I mean, that's a key thing for me. It's like, okay, let's just let's stay relaxed here. And it doesn't always work. Uh, I don't even know if it works the majority of the time, but last night it did work. And I said, wow. And then I woke up uh, at the time I normally get up. So what was my point? Oh, if, you, if you're having trouble sleep, whatever you're having trouble sleeping is, I, the reason I, one of the main reasons I make the show is because I know how it feels and I know the frustration. I know the agony. I know the loneliness that can happen at certain hours or the, just a, the disappointment. I mean, that's how I felt today. So if I can help with that, it would be my honor. Because the thing is, you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve some rest so that you can live your life and you can live it more fully. And it can be more manageable. That's what I want for you. Like, uh, And if that happens, like one, it gives my life purpose. But two, it makes our world a better place. Now, incrementally, but it's true. If you're rested and a little bit better my world's a better place to be in. And knowing I can help with that is really an honor. Now, the flip side is I can't do it for everybody. So give the show a few tries. If it doesn't work for you, though, there's a, I have sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. And there's other sleep podcasts on there you could check out uh, too. So that's another option. But, you know, that's why I make the show. You, I want you to get some rest. Um, And I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you checking the podcast out and taking the time. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to be here for you twice a week. All right, everybody. It's Scoots here. And as promised, uh, or as I uh, unexpectedly, as I didn't expect, uh, we're going to be, we have a special guest uh, host coming on. Uh, from the Kuzak family, Reginald Kuzak, old Reggie Kuzak, O-L-E, Reggie Kuzak of the Kuzak family, who's a designer who's going to be talking about uh, like a new shop uh, they've opened, you know, in like over in the transverse plane. It's called, uh, these are a few of my favorite roles. So Reggie, why don't you talk, go over with us the concept and, uh, and everything you tell us everything about it. Oh, also this is, uh, influenced by night five of the Baker's dozen, uh, uh, from, uh, 726. I don't even know what year it was now. 2020, 2018. 2016, 2017, uh, fish set from uh, uh, the the Baker's Dozen worth of shows they did in one summer in, uh, in Madison Square Garden. So without further ado, Mr. Reginald Kuzak. Uh, uh, thank you, Scooter. Thank you, everyone. So good to be here to tell you about our new location or new concept uh these are a few of my favorite roles and it's more than just a shop where we sell roles it will be a place where you could go and fill it'll be a community space obviously performance it'll have opportunities for expression 
and being yourself and uh, so many things. Uh, so the concept would be it's a bakery. And the, the sign, because a lot of people, especially Scooter, would say, well, how are you going to fit all that on a sign? And I'd say, well, it's a big, giant roll. Or we also sell buns. We're using roll in a very wide uh, wide usage of the word roll. Uh, but so it'll say, you know, it'll be small. So you'd have to be looking at it to see these are a few of my favorite rolls. And the, the, then, like, it'll say rolls in big. And favorite will be slightly smaller than roll. And I do have to say that we will be, we will, I'm not an expert on the song. These are a few of my favorite things. So we are exploring, well, will we have uh, rain, you know, we, so we're not, it's not influenced by the song, but we're aware that some people may have that expectation. So we will carry those things, but that's not really where my heart is. Though it would be exciting. Whiskers on kittens, raindrops on roses. Those are all roles we'll have. Yeah, bright paper packages tied up with string. What That I think people would do when they check out. They'd say, well, here's your bright paper packages tied up with string. I don't even know if that's the lyrics. Uh, uh yeah, will we have dog bites? Of course we will. They'll probably be spicy uh, because uh, to, to have some bite to them. Like a, We did debate this, my sister and I, but like a cinnamon or, yes, and we're going, like ideally the locations we open up in, we will be able to, to work with the community. We'll have like, this will be like a, an opportunity and we're open to saying, well, we'd like to re. What if we we have already have a bakery? It's a family bakery, and our family is part Vietnamese and part German, and uh, those are the influence. And I say, well, we can work with you. We'd love to be in partnership with you. And you know, when you do restaurants beyond your world, on the other side of the transverse plane, I mean, we we have uh, one in. Uh, a little place called uh, Transylvania, so in, in not the one from the movies. Uh, so not what you're thinking, but like where people say, "Well, I prefer that." I say, "Okay, well, we've got that going," and it would be a place you would go when you're feeling sad. But we do. So these are a few of my favorite roles. Well, also the employees and the coworkers. We'll have a chance to to to, to play a role. Uh, now again, this is something my sister and I are disagreeing about uh, because she says, and I I know she's wrong, so you could support me, or she's not. Uh, she says cosplay is over, or she's over cosplay, and she also kind of believes that. Uh, that it's not widespread. And I said, well, it's not going to be a cosplay r- restaurant or bakery, community space, coffee shop, uh, my dear. But we will allow, we will encourage cosplay, both, uh, you know, w- within certain parameters, because of that is a favorite role. Like, like a lot of people say, well, is your favorite role Iago or... Uh, and then some people would say, well, which Iago? 
oh, you're talking about Shakespearean, and, and I'm talking about uh, Dizanian. I said, well, I'm talking about neither. Okay, let's have a, that's the kind of thing you would sit down at. These are a few of my favorite roles and have a discussion about. Now, I don't know about plush, and I would say stay away from our displays, or maybe we'll just have to, maybe that'll be a creative constraint. We'll have to make our displays cosplay-friendly so that people aren't, you know, that things aren't getting knocked off when people. So we will have certain things. I don't, I don't know. We, 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 this is a con- concept. I said, this is a concept. Uh, we, we're still in the blue sky phases, though now we've moved on, now that I'm announcing it on air. I'm presuming that uh, people will be lining up, if there was a way to line up at the transverse plane, to say, well, where, and they'd say, well, the problem is the bureaucracy, bureaucracy of Scooter's imagination. If you've ever seen Brazil, that's got nothing on Scooter's mind. There's books in there that'll never be published, but are in the phases of being published. Uh, So we do have to get through that bureaucracy as well. Oh, you want to know more about Scooter Spirit Bureau? Well, it's just a lot of piles of things, and then you get moved uh, from what Scooter says. Well, I'm going to organize. Don't worry, Reginald. I'm going to get to that pile of stuff. But usually what Scooter does is he just repot. He says, well, see, I took this one pile, and I made three piles out of it. Now I'm going to pile them in, in, into one pile. And I say, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe a few years from now, Scooter. Thank you for... Uh, Thank you for that. So, uh, but we're excited because it'll be a place where you could perform. That's what I'm I, like. Uh, you could sing, uh, but you could also. We're thinking about having themed nights, uh, and again, this is not something we're fully in agreement on in my my home. And when I say home, I mean the Kuzak corporate offices. Uh, and I say, don't make me call up one of the other, you know, one of the famous Kuzaks and have them weigh in on this. Uh, but because they say, well, with low traffic times, uh, like, what are the lowest? Tra- I don't know. I've never run a cafe or a bakery before, but uh, uh, we'd say, OK, well, if it's a little bit slow, that would be the nights or the days or the afternoons where we'd have themed nights where you could go as your favorite role. And we could make those either like uh, community-driven experiences or we could have them be more curated. We don't know. Like the Dickens Fair comes up. Uh, but, you know, we, I was thinking more of like, uh, you know, just like uh, a night on the holodeck. It would be one thing. And then we would have some of your favorite roles uh he said, well, which holodeck? We said, well, it's a holodeck. So you could be from any to start. You could be visiting from the enterprise, of, you know, whichever enterprise you, you're on. Or discover, you know, you, you could be visiting the holodecks. He said, well, that's why Riker's there and Janeway. You know, you know what I'm saying? And that's how you could compensate for that in your mind. Because you say, well, I'm the William Riker. That other William Riker is just a, a guest on this holodeck for my, well, let me do a talk to that Riker and find out more, or maybe I shouldn't. Uh, 
So those are just some of the concepts. But we want to roll out uh, some of the the ro- These are a few of my favorite roles. Is what this episode's called in the in the the, 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 the place will be called. But I don't come on the show just to talk about generalities, even though those are spe- very specific things that I'm excited about. I'm excited, but I'm also excited about these roles because I've been working on them my whole life. And so these are, when you say Reginald, what, are you, what do you mean when you say these are my, a few of my favorite roles contextually? And I mean that, and you say, well, are they your favorite roles to eat or your favorite roles to make or your favorite roles to prepare, your favorite roles to uh, to, to concoct uh, or to serve uh, to others? And I would say yes to all of those. Uh, so I want you to close your eyes and imagine a role and again, we make these rolls from the inside out, not the outside in. Just like everything we do at Kuzak Enterprises, uh, you know, we've had uh, many, many successful concepts. We've communicated uh, happily and robed. And now your favorite roles. Uh, but I want you to picture a role. Or see what picture comes up for you, but see when on your inside how it would feel to have something. It's winter. It's a beautiful winter. The winter is so beautiful, it is almost a spiritual experience. And I said almost to allow some vagueness for, for however you want to define that uh, but there's something more about this winter. Not only does it feel special and nearly spiritual or transcendent, and there's also a taste of nostalgia in there. And we call this role the White Winter Hymnal. And it's a song that has been sung and covered, so sung again. And it's a butterflake roll, which means it's uh, influenced by New England, and the winters in New England, as beautiful as they are, is made from several layers of dough uh, that are arranged vertically and uh, separated by thin butter layers. And then what we do is we cook it in a muffin cup uh, and layers a fan out at the top. It's been called a fan-tan roll or a Yankee buttermilk roll. But this one, of course, we take some time uh, to to add some colors and uh, some nonspecific things so that as it fans out, it's like uh, when you look at it on a plate... uh, a bone white plate in this case. Uh, the roll is rising out of the plate like something rising out of the snow. One of those trees you might see in a field, and though it's barren of barren of leaves, it's not barren in your heart. It's a full of emotion, full of a love of the winter. 
and it's there in front of you, and you, you feel good when you see it. Oh, but wait till you eat it. Uh, that is the White Winter Hymnal. That's a roll. I'm excited. Obviously, I'm excited to tell you about. Uh, now, next up is a, another. Now, this is a roll. Okay, how do I let, make you think about this? Uh, now, these rolls, uh, these ones are going to come in different uh, shapes. Uh, but one thing we know is, if we're, you know, while this uh, type of concept could work anywhere. A lot of times, Kuzak-based businesses, are CBBs as we call them, are better based in a, we do well in urban areas because we feel like the vibrancy and the interaction influence the location, but also provide a business for us. And, but, you know, that can come with some things uh, like traffic, like noise. Now, we consider that vibrant, uh, and it's good. But, you know, right, you know, I've gotten caught in a traffic jam before, or I've been in a bus that is, you know, running behind schedule, either picking me up or dropping me off. And so we're calling this collection of roles, which you would get all, you would get a plate of these roles. It would come as a group. And we call it cars, trucks, and buses. And uh, now these are uh, considered, now, now this is a, a miniaturized BAP roll. It's a tender roll. Uh, it's uh, soft. Uh, it does contain, it's rich uh, with uh, butter and lard. And uh, we, we, we were going to shape them so with the idea uh, that you're eating the traffic uh, in some sense. Uh, but we also have ones that dated with different types of BAP rolls, again, based on the influence of the areas we are. So it would be three different types. And and we could change it. You say, well, there's just car, truck, and bus. I say, no, 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 no. Like, uh, you'd say, okay, well, what if it was different regions of the UK or Europe or... Uh, Vietnamese, and or, or you say, oh, like that family. They say, well, you have some Vietnamese uh, influences and some German influences. Okay, let's take those and combine them. And oh, let's make it this season. These are like this. So this is the bus we have here, and this is what's oh, those raisins inside. Oh, and then there's a car with currents. Or you say, well, that's more, that one has a little bit of, and again, the salesmanship that could go on uh, with that kind of thing. It would be very exciting. Uh, now, this next role is called, you know, it's it's a role. I call it my soul. Uh, uh, but but I, I do call it that, we do call it that, uh, but just because I said, well, that's a, I said, my soul, uh, in a roll. I just like how it sounds. I say, now that I've gone on a sleep podcast, I say, uh, I, uh, I don't know. And so this is a very simple role. Now it's a roll. And again, Scooter does have influence on our business. I'm not going to lie. And I heard him pondering one time about a Kaiser roll. And that he didn't, he said, okay, do those exist west of the Mississippi 
Or was that something that was just a regional role that was popular in Syracuse? Or is that popular? And I said, I don't know, Scooter, I don't know the answers to those questions, but I do know uh, that that's the role we've created. It looks simple, but it, the, 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 the technique is, so it's a soft role. And again, this is something we could prepare something for bread. You could have it plain or with butter or with cheese, uh, or you could have it as a sandwich, and uh, you know we'll say my soul, and then it'll say like, oh, that's a Kaiser roll, but this is what it looks like. It's uh, the top is very distinct because it's made uh, by uh, folding four corners of a square inward, so their points meet in the center of the roll. It is a soft, uh, non-sweet roll, very good for sandwiches. Sometimes it would have poppy seeds or sesame seeds or different, you know, variants, caraway. But that is the role we're calling my soul. I guess in some ways you say, okay, this is just a simple role. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I find it playful to me. Okay, next up is... Uh, uh, another role uh, that we're doing, uh, this is called Roses Are Free. And the style of this role is a Parker House role. And uh, because, again, these are my few of my favorite roles. And this will be a rose forward role, but not overwhelming with rose. Uh, like it'd be evocative. So we don't want it to taste. We want it to be rose forward, but not rose in your face. Uh, but uh, So what you do to prepare the roll is you flatten a ball of dough with a rolling pin, make it into an oval, fold the oval in half. But the ingredients, you know, this will have ingredients of like uh, this one is buttery and soft, but we make it so it's going to be slightly sweet, which makes that rose uh, more comfortable. And then it is crispy on the outside. So the idea is to stop and smell the roses. And again, we could design the top uh, rose-like. Uh, but so that when you break it up, that the, the aromatic of the rose is like you're stopping and smelling the roses. The roses are free. So that is just something we're excited about. Now, this next roll... Uh, or a collection of rolls, or buns, if you will, in this uh, case, is a sticky bun. And uh, this is, is it's called uh, the Very Long Fuse, because we're going to be selling these in trays. Uh, now, you could, now, you can buy them by yourselves, and we'll say, do you want us to cut the fuse? Just say, cut the fuse. Uh, but So a sticky bun is a breakfast or sweet roll or a dessert roll. It's a rolled pieces of dough, brown sugar, cinnamon, uh, that we make into a flat ro loaf. Uh, and then uh, we have something that, that usually it has like a um, frosting on it, and that is the fuse. Uh, and uh, it's long. It is. Uh, we we do it in a way that it looks like one long fuse. I, I don't know. I think it'd just be fun to say, "Cut, cut your fuse, governor." So that's just something I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited about. Uh, after that, our next roll is called the gumbo. 
And uh, it is a, uh, we're taking something which is, uh, this one is, is one of our lunch rolls. It's a bun, technically a Hong Kong style bun with gumbo on the inside. And uh, again, we will be buying, we won't be making the gumbo in-house. The goal would be to purchase the gumbo on a daily basis from a local proprietor, wherever our restaurant is made, to have partnerships. Uh, And this way, we could say we had did have time to stash the gumbo in a bun, uh, because you say there's gumbo inside that bun. I'd say there is. Uh, we and we've made the bun. Uh, again, we designed it, even though it's a traditionally a uh, a Hong Kong bun. We we did make some alterations on the inside of the bun. And we will work with the liquids levels to make sure it's not a damp or soggy bun, but that it's still, again, it's something, again, our test kitchens will be running. Uh, but one we're very, 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 very excited about. Now, this next roll is called Yarmouth Road. Uh, and... Uh, some people might say Yarmouth Road. Uh, what does that mean? And I'd say, what's well, the name of a bun? Uh, it's technically a, a roll, uh, and that's like again going to be used for sandwich. It, it's like basically a hoagie roll, and uh, that'll be again used. But it'd be like Yarmouth Road. Uh, it's, so you could you'll see that you say, well, I'd like that sandwich, uh, and it comes in a Yarmouth Road. And there'll be pictures. We believe in pictures because uh, you say, well, what a kind of bun? What's a hoagie? But you say, okay, there's a picture, and here's an actual physical representation of the bun. Now, personally, I like the idea of combining something like an onion roll with that uh, hoagie roll for the Yarmouth roll. Road. Yarmouth roll. Rolled. I was rolling down the Yarmouth roll. So, I don't know. They, they can, just my, she says, can't you keep it simple? Uh, and I say, well, you're the realist, and I'm the... Uh, this is some sister that hasn't appeared on the... It's an imaginary sister, actually. So I have a twin sister. I have a sister who I work with uh, that I, I love working with. She's been on the podcast before. But I also have a sister in my mind, a twin sister. And that's how I work with my internal critic. Uh, so when I'm speaking, it, this is all existing within me. And that's okay. You know, we're all people. We're all doing our best. Whether you're a maker of roles or maker of robes. Or, you, you know, you're just uh, listening and relaxing in bed. It's okay to be a person because uh, we all are people. So next up is something for the morning. Is again around to that. Uh, now these are called uh, what are they called? The whole donut holes uh, is what they're known as in other places. But not here. We're we're calling them uh, uh, pebbles and marbles. And ideally, we will have a method. Uh, uh, to give them a beautiful luster. Uh, I think that we should have a pastry artist, an artiste, uh, in, in, in our, like, uh, so that these do look uh, 
like, I mean, almost like planetoids or marbles or pebbles, uh, so that they're delightful to view and not just to consume. And again, we we have to weigh, weigh out those costs and the, the time involved. But I just think it's another thing that could really add to the experience. Uh, and again, it could be seasonable. Like you say, well, Venus is uh, now you can view it. So, okay, so these are the pebbles and marbles we have Uh and ideally, it would be shorthand for our regular customers. They say, give me a 24 this month's pebbles and marbles. And so so that's just another one. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's just another thing we're working on. Now, this next one is called the farmhouse. And originally, this type of role is known as a nudger. Uh, it's a, like a, it's a long, and we're going to use these because you say, well, I'd like my sandwich and something a little bit more whole weedy. And so we're using this uh, nudger. We're making it, it used to be like a, a it could be a soft uh, white or brown roll. These are uh, popular in Liverpool, uh, like similar to a long finger roll. Uh, which means the roll is like three times longer than it is wide. So you could get your sandwich in one of those, which is not that different than a hoagie roll. And we're not exactly because we're, we're, we're because we're not. It won't be. It'll be a little bit longer than three three than it is wide. But we could do that. It could be like a little sandwich slide, not a slider, because sliders ovular. Uh. It, uh, it, it, so I don't know, but that, but it'll have, it'll be very, it won't be dense. It'll be as airy as we can make it, but it'll be a whole wheat roll, 100% whole wheat. And that again will be another offering with sandwiches and, and things like that, uh, or breakfast or dinner you could come in for, uh, and that is the farmhouse, uh, uh, just because that's evocative of a whole, when you associate whole wheats. Now, next up is called the, what we're, what we're calling, I'm calling the tube, just tube though, not the tube, which could be confusing. And, uh, you know, my, my, my sister, she says, well, that should have to be like a London type role then. And I said, well, I had my own ideas about it. Uh, what's what do you consider a London role? And she says, "Isn't that your job to figure it?" And I say, "Okay, well, maybe I'll just stick with my version." Then, you know, I'm a big fan of the lotus seed bun. So I said, "Well, what if there was a long tube-like lotus instead of a lotus seed bun? It was a bit like a bun, but prepared like a, a tube. Uh, so something." Like you might think of a, like a finger-like pastry. So this is a sweet bun. It's a steamed, prepared by steamed. It's yeast leavened dough. It has lotus seed paste in there. And I just like tube. It'll look like a tube. Uh, and this is something I wanted to do. I want to have a roll that looks like a tube, and because it's these are my favorite rolls. And you say, well, what is it? And I say, what's well, it like a lotus seed bun? It's delicious, and we could have many tubes to try out. Uh, 
Because, you know, some regions may say, well, I don't know what lotus uh, seed tastes like. I don't know. And I say, okay, well, here's a little sample. This is a little tube. Go ahead and try it. Uh, and I think what you'll find is that you like it a lot and uh, you'll be ordering. Uh, you'll, and say, give me a dozen tubes, man. And I'd say, what are you here? You're not here pulling tubes out of my restaurant, are you? So that's a tube. Uh, next on our proposal list is a roll I'm calling Carnini. And uh, Carnini is a more, it's, a, it's a something a little bit lumpy. Uh, and it's a roll we prepare in a muffin tin or muffin tins. It's a small pieces. So why is Carnini look like a lumpy, like a lumpy uh, something? I said, well, actually, it is lumpy uh, in some sense. Uh, when you taste it, it's not lumpy. Oh, is it light and airy? But we take little balls of dough, and we place them all in the muffin tin. And then as it bakes, uh, the dough, the, the little balls fuse together and form a bun or a roll uh, in this case. Oh, but this is going to be one of our most uh, airy doughs. So you say there's nothing better than a carnini uh, with some butter. You rip it open. It's one of those ones hot out of the oven, and you put the bun on there or the butter on, and it's steaming. And you might even do nonsense like it would do when you eat it. Uh, like, and you say, what did you even say? Saw you was, 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 as you do, it's so good. And I say, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a lumpy roll, but uh, Carnini, it makes a lumpy roll visually. Uh, but So I think you'll enjoy that one. I hope you do. After that, our next roll is called the Mr. Completely. And the Mr. Completely is actually a pack, another pack, uh, because we, this we could sell all year long, but I particularly am thinking during the spring and summer and, and early autumn season. And it may be a character. Again, I've gotten some internal and external pushback from the idea of having characters, but I picture a character named Mr. Completely who is a bit of a foible, the archetypal patriarch uh, in some sense, uh, uh, but with so many where you say, well, that's, uh, and I say, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, a character, whatever that word is. Uh, uh, and it, So this is a set. You say, give me a, 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 two packs of Mr. Completely. It's for when you barbecue. And not a fancy barbecue. It's basically uh, hamburger buns and hot dog buns. And you might say, who, anyway, tell us a little bit. And you say, well, the hamburger bun, it only dates back to 1916. Uh, Walter Anderson, who uh, ended up co-founding White Castle, is credited with inventing the hamburger bun. And uh, but we'll also have a hot dog buns. There'll be like a, a, a I don't know. It, it just it, just to make it easier when uh, and more fun to order, but also fresh baked. When you once you've had these breads uh, from from our, you'll say these are the Mister completely comes with hamburger and hot dog buns. 
And these are a few of my favorite roles. And I guess secretly I'm, I am hoping that Mr. Completely catches on and that people would uh, pretend to be Mr. Completely. I just think that would be fun for me. Now, this next role is uh, called 1999. And if you're like me and you wear the purple and you, you, you always feel like on New Year's Eve you want to party like it's 1999... Uh, because you, you you feel so strongly about Prince. Uh, and maybe we'll sell this on a purple plate or something, but it's it's really a, tr- it's a traditional hot cross bun, uh, which is a sweet spiced bun. And when I think of Prince, that's what I think of, uh, sweet, sweet spiced and buns. Uh, and we make it with like, a, like a, some... Uh, We'll do, like, there's a, the first varietal would be an apple cinnamon. Uh, but we do plan on, again, basing it on season of seasonal availability. Uh, I mean, we, we could have, for Prince's birthday, we could try something with a purple. I don't know, what we, could we do, taro or uh, uh, maybe some beet, uh, just a little bit. I don't know, but we we would again the hot cross bun. Uh, it, it you could, and we of course we'd do one for for the uh, uh, those who practice Good Friday. That would be a different hot cross bun. Uh, but yeah, so that would be for for nineteen ninety nine. Uh. Because it is so sweet and spicy, and it has it'll have a nice uh, uh, icing on it. So that's a nineteen ninety nine, and then another uh, bun we're gonna have is uh, steamed buns. Uh, not steamed, but not Prince's buns. Prince's buns may be steamy, but steamed buns, uh, which uh, will be again for breakfast and lunch. Uh, and you say again, we'll be working ideally with local vendors and even local restaurants uh, to say, okay, well, this is the filling we're doing in this steamed bun. This is our breakfast steamed bun. This is our dessert steamed bun. You know, a lot of people are familiar with like a barbecue beef steamed bun, but we're going to take this to the next level. But you could just order like a, like an order of steam. Uh, see, give me a give me a give me a steam with a side of uh, like with a tea. You know, I have ste- tea and steam. And again, we'll have today's. And we're going to be working too to make sure we have offerings that are vegan and vegetarian and gluten free. Uh, every day, so you have plenty of choices. Uh, how, whatever your preference is, uh, you say, "Hey, give me that uh, a gluten-free vegan steam with side of, with some steamy water." You, say, you got it. Double steam coming up. Now, our next roll again will be sold in packs, so you could buy it individually. Called No Quarter. And again, this is going to be something that comes with the tradition. And we're going to have uh, one of the ways we're going to make things fun is to have our own printer locally, ideally. We're going to do parchment paper. 
you know, with instructions about the history of the rolls we're making and the influence of the, uh, the, you know, the ingredients, the influences, why they're titled the way they are. And also fun things. I mean, the whole idea of going, these are a few of my favorite roles, is to have something, another favorite experience. So North Quarter is just simply in, in initially a tray of dinner rolls. I mean, they will be the best dinner rolls you've ever had. And the idea is that the dinner rolls are pull-apart dinner rolls. Uh, but it comes with a sheet of paper talking about how as a, just like people pull apart the wishbone, that you should pull apart these rolls together as a part of a like a, a, a just a short apology service and say, okay, I'm sorry for any ways I've hurt you. And then everybody pulls their rolls apart. And they all say it at once together, and maybe they all create space in their heart. Uh, it's not to get too deep into it. You don't want to start... Uh, you know, getting really deep into an immense process at the beginning of dinner when you're pulling apart rolls. It is more of a symbolic uh, uh, thing, though, though it should have some depth uh, and feeling to it. Uh, and that's no quarter. Now, we can't have rolls without having a little bit of fun. So the next roll is called Character Zero. And the reason it's called Character Zero is because uh, it, it'll be this again will be something we'll be working with the local restaurant with, uh, and it'll be prepared sushi rolls. Uh, and it, again, it depends on our location, how close they are, whether they're prepared that day or just one day before, which we know is imperfect. Uh, but it'll be like our character of the month, you, you, like a Character Zero. So who is the primary character? What employee chose their favorite role? And then it'll be a sushi role each month uh, inspired by character zero. And uh, I don't know, that's something I'm excited about. And because you say, well, and it gives you more options. And obviously we'll probably have a couple of more traditional uh, sushi roles that we'll work with them to prepare or maybe we get to the success point where we have our own sushi chef, sushi chef right there uh, preparing those roles from scratch uh, and acting out those roles. Uh, I don't know. That, that could be fun, don't you think? So there's that. And then uh, what else do we have? Oh, and then, the, and then of course, donuts uh, are a roll or a bun. Uh, in my mind, at least. And the one thing, you know, we'll have those maybe just on the weekends, uh, but we will have one donut we always carry that we, like, now this is going to be a global search for me. It'll be called Powder Finger, and it will be a simple, it'll be the greatest powdered donut ever made, ever known. On the, This will be everyone's favorite roll and you say well that's a it's like a donut and i say well no because we shaped it like a bun uh will it have filling i don't know the answer to that because i haven't discovered that because they say well it has to be it has to leave your fingers powdery powder fingers but it has to be something because there's so many of uh I want to re. I don't want to reinvent. I want to reinvigorate powdered donuts uh, because I feel like 
mass commercialization, and then fancy flavors, which those are two things that are real. We can't, I'm not, I feel, we don't, let's not get into all or nothing thinking about them. But at some point, the powdered donut uh, just became something that is like, well, if it's a plain donut or powdered donut, I'll take the powdered donut. If you're all out of the other ones, then I guess I'll have that. At least to me. And and I don't know if there's other people out there that feel that way. Uh, and then you may say, well, Reginald, were you ever in love with a powdered donut? And I'd say I'd like to be. I'd like to live in a world where I lust after a powdered donut for, for in a food-based way with, you know, again, not conspicuous consumption. I'm only having a powdered finger once a month. But where in the back of my mind I say, well... That's right. Uh, on the third Sunday of the month, that's when I had my powdered fing- my powder finger. I searched the globe. You know, and it wasn't until I found this one chef uh, who had combined all of these influences and added these few personal touches that made this the greatest powdered donut that has ever existed in the world. Uh, and you could buy, you know, you could buy theirs, but uh, you could also get it. They've been gracious enough to, to teach me in the ways of don't, because I don't know if that's out there. Probably is somewhere. But that's what I'd like to be. So that's just a couple of the ideas for our place. These are a few of my favorite roles, uh, and ideally, word of mouth would work like that. I want to show you. These are a few of my favorite. Mom, I've been waiting to show you this place. Uh, I know you're going to love it. Uh, uh, come on in. And then, uh, you know, we can all dress. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Miyazaki night. Uh, so we could all dress as our favorite characters. Uh, we don't even have to dress as them. We could, uh, you know, perform as them. We could just pretend we're them. Uh, maybe there's a film festival going on. Maybe there's a fan fiction contest. Maybe there's performative aspects. The soundtracks playing. Uh, you know, things like that. Uh, and again, you say, well, then there's roles in, you know, those are a few of, those wouldn't be your favorite roles because they would be more temporal. And you say, well, I don't want to miss out on that role, tota roll. Uh, holy cow, I don't want to miss out on the tota roll. Uh, you know, and that's my friend, the tota roll. Uh, so th- those are the kind of fun things I want to do. So that it's not just your favorite. You say, I love going there. It's like when I go there. Everyone knows my name because I'm wearing a name tag based on the character I'm playing when I'm there. Because uh, uh, that would be one of the things we would advise is uh, makes it easier to com- com- communicate with your character. It's, again, a stealth way to do it, you see, because some people just aren't that great or they don't want to dress up. And if you don't want to participate, we will. you could just put pass on your name tag. Uh, but you like uh, you say today I'm playing instead of hello my name is today I'm playing the role of uh, and then you put it and you could put it and again we'll have sharpies so, so it'll be easy to see 
So he said, oh, okay, Captain J- Janeway, not as I would have, but now I can imagine him speaking with Captain Janeway. Era, no, you could even put that, Captain Janeway era, this, 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 or season, you know, the, that is the, your favorite role that you're playing. So these are a few of my favorite roles. My favorite role is being here to introduce ideas to you in a sleepy way. And to explore these uh, outer concepts of things that where you thought, well, are they just baking those rolls? Does anybody care about powdered donuts or Kaiser rolls anymore? Does anybody want to push the limits of Rome? And there are people out there doing it uh, in your neighborhood and not that far away. So for the time being, go and patronize those uh, small businesses uh, where people are working with passion and creativity and spark and find your favorite role to be their customer and supporter and discoverer of new roles, however you might define it. Good night from the Kuzak uh, family, family of businesses. Uh, thank you.